It's Wednesday, June 6, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. We are grateful to have Rich Metcalf with us today, and Rich has been with Lifesong for Orphans since 2010, and Rich works on their church partnership team, uh, helping churches get connected to Lifesong, as well as helping families who are going through the adoption process to gather funding and to get funding for their adoption. And so Lifesong has been a great partner of Lifeline and a ministry that we see not just as a partner, but truly a sister ministry in this journey to defend the fatherless. We've had so many great opportunities to partner with Lifesong, both through conferences and uh, strategic relationships, and even with some strategic orphan care. And so Rich was was born in England. And so uh, in just a minute, when he starts to tell us more about uh, what Lifesong does and his role, it, you'll tell that uh, you'll hear that in the accent. He's been, like I said, with Lifesong since 2010. And before that was with Greater Europe Missions for 11 years. He and Becky have been married for 25 years, and they have six kids, two girls, four boys, ranging from the ages of 22 to 14. And they have one son whom they adopted from Ethiopia, who is now 15, but he was nine years old when they adopted. So Rich, thanks for joining us with the Defender Podcast. And if you would just give us an overview of who Lifesong is and in general, how you guys are helping families. Yeah. Well, hi, Herbie. It's great to be with you uh, today. And thank you for, for the opportunity to share a little bit about how God has blessed us at Lifesong uh, with the opportunity to come alongside adoptive families and the churches that, uh, that support them. Um, each, each year, uh, as far as uh, adoption funding and the adoption side of, of our ministry with families, we're blessed to help anywhere from 850 to 900 uh, different families, Christian families adopting, whether it's domestically or internationally, and be able to, to come alongside them to assist them with that on their fundraising journey. Um, just to, to give a kind of big ballpark, we're able to, to assist families through matching grants, interest-free loans, uh, fundraising assistance, online accounts, um, free crowdfunding. Um, we, we, uh, Lifesong is blessed to have what we call a 100% pledge, which means that um, the way Lifesong is established and set up, as money comes into Lifesong for an adoptive family or an orphan care project or whatever it may be, 100% of what's given, we're able to give straight where it's, it's wanted. So that means as a family is raising funds with us, they get what they raise. Every cent that comes into Lifesong for an adoptive family, they get it. The donor receives the tax uh, receipt um, and the family receives money for their adoption. And because it's coming through us, it doesn't count as income. They don't have to disclose that as income. We're paying their adoption expenses uh, with them and for them. And so in a, in a given year, typically we're able to help provide through Lifesong and through our funding partners, many churches and, and other foundations and ministries, able to provide somewhere in the region of two to two and a half million dollars in grants and loans. And then with our fundraising that we're able to help the families with, help uh, raise another four to five million a year um, on average, it's about seven to seven, eight thousand dollars per family just just through fundraising alone. Um, so, so that financial side is is a big part of what we are able to do uh, to help uh, adoptive families. Beyond the the, the initial fundraising help, um, we we have a team here who meet regularly to pray for our families. 
Um, our family funds manager, Jane Diggle, is always uh, in touch with the families and, and, and seeks to support them, pray for them, encourage them through their journey. The coordinators that work with the families, uh, Jane and others, um, are also looking to, to share ideas, to support them, to give them fundraising ideas if they need them, and then to help through that Lifesong family to provide a sense of community through their adoption journey. Um, and that's a, a choice for the families, how much they want to join in with that. Things like our, our, our Facebook pages through um, blog, um, things they can read and engage with um, and connect with other adoptive families. Um, and then on the back end of journey of the journey, we've also got uh, post-adoptive counseling help, um, Empowered to Connect scholarships and other things that we help to, to really wrap around the family. So it's not just a financial um, deal, it's really seeking to support and be part of their adoptive journey. And I know that uh, this this support, both financially, but also the prayer support and the wrapping around these families is such a vital ministry. And I know a lot of the things that we hear at Lifeline for families is we would adopt, but it's so expensive. Mm. And one of the things that Lifesong is able to do is to, as you said, seven to $8,000 on average per family is to really cut into a lot of that expense for a family. But I love the model that you guys have used for so long, which is putting a lot of that burden uh, to help fundraise back on the family by equipping and empowering these families to fundraise and doing it in a way where they have these accounts that are there and such an important ministry that you guys do. But as you're helping families think through fundraising, what are some creative fundraising ideas or some of the best fundraising ideas you've seen in your eight years at LifeSong that families have, have undertaken? What are some effective ways that families could start to fundraise to get uh, some of those matching funds and use those accounts? Sure, it's a great question, Herbie. I think um, anytime a family's asking that kind of question, I, I always want to fire back a question first, and that's just, um, are you sure God's called you to adopt? Um, and and uh, most times families are fairly quick with an answer and a response to say, yes, I, I know God has called us to adopt. Um, because one of the things we want our families to know is this the fundraising journey, it, it is a journey. Um, it's not supposed to be a one-stop shop, come to Lifesong, be done in three weeks and, and fund your adoption. Um, and we don't believe that God wants that family to be in that situation very often either. Um, we we love our families to see that, that this fundraising journey that, that could take six to 18 to 24 months, depending on their adoption, um, that it's a sanctifying process. It's a process that, that, that the Lord wants to teach them and change them through, but also wants to use to prepare them for when their child's home. Fundraising isn't the be all and end all of, a, of an adoption. It's the very beginning and it's, the first step is really taken when that child's home. Um, and we hear from our families time and time and time again, um, the ways we saw God work through our fundraising journey that we didn't expect, the ways we saw him show up when he was ready, reminded us that he had called us, that he is in control, that he has that child or children selected for us, that he wants to use our family for the ultimate healing and care of that child. And he taught us those steps and reminded us of those things through the fundraising journey. Mm. So having that kind of conversation and that openness with the families is something we desire to have. Um, and it's something that we want the families to continue to remember. Um, as you know, and families listening know, the, the adoption journey is hard. It's full of 
barriers and hurdles and pitfalls and frustrations and disappointments. Um, but God is faithful through it all. And so, yes, there's some great fundraising tools, um, but ultimately we need our families to keep remembering that it's God's call um, and it's his timing. Um, and he knows what's best for the family as he's growing them through this journey, but also for the child who's waiting. Um, and, you know, it's, it's him who's the, the helper of the fatherless. It's him who, who places the lonely in families. Um, it's his job to do that. And, and too much of the time, even, even in the fundraising side, we think it's our job. Um, and when we can lift that burden and refocus in the right way and see the families are saying, yes, God has called me, God will provide. God will deal with things in his time and his way. That doesn't mean we have no responsibility, but it does mean we can change the focus and the pressure a little bit. So as we get those families started, we want them thinking in a right way, in a healthy way, because more often than not, it's going to be a long journey. It's not going to be quickly done and, and move on. So uh, to, to get back to, to the, the question you asked, you know, what, what good things have I seen? One of the, one of the fundraising ideas I love is, is the Both Hands Project. Um, and Both Hands is a, is a way um, of living out James 127, caring for the widow and the orphan at the same time. Um, so instead of doing a 5K race or a golf fundraiser, which are great ideas and can, can be very successful for families, um, Both Hands Project helps a family find a widow in their community who needs help on their, on their home um, and then will help um, that family wrap a team around them to go and bless that widow with a day's work. Um, and that day's work is sponsored and, and all the money that's raised uh, goes to the family's adoption. So it helps bring a child home, blesses a widow, lets the, the surrounding community see the church at work asks questions, gives great opportunities for families to share, grows relationships and allows people in a church to come alongside that family in a way that they otherwise might not do. So that's one wonderful um, tool we see. Um, one of the things that we love families to do, whether it's through their, their online My Story um, free crowdfunding site or through letters or sitting down talking to families is just be real about themselves just really share in, in as open a way as they're able, um, God's call, um, God's heart for the orphan, um, the call that they've received and the needs of their child. Um, because most people who, when they want to support an adoption, they're supporting the family. And, they, and so when the families are able to be real and to share and to be open and honest, um, that's what brings people in. Um, events are great. Um, so, so, so having, um, uh, some some event where you share information around food, um, spaghetti suppers or, or potlucks and things that can help raise uh, funds, and we see that work. But but it also provides opportunities for the families to share and, and relationships to grow. And that's one of the things that we love seeing with a matching grant. Our families tell us time and time again, yes, we saw money come in. Yes, we saw God provide. But one of the things we weren't expecting is now we've got a little army of supporters around us who are praying for us. They're asking for updates. Um, they're, they're the ones, as we look back, who stocked our refrigerator while we were away, who mowed our yard and who, who are now helping um, and listening and caring as we're seeking to raise our child. Um, and a lot of those came through not just um, the, the financial giving, but the relationship that grew through using a matching ground, through sharing, through being honest and open um, and inviting people to come in and share the journey. Well, that's, that's what I love about what you guys are, are doing because you're not just, as you said, not just building that community 
for funding, but building that community of support. Because I think a lot of families, they think of the beginning part of the journey. How am I going to fund this? How am I going to get through this? How am I going to finish all the paperwork? How are we going to make it to the finish line? And I think they misrepresent when the finish line is. The finish line is not the moment you get your child in. That's when the journey begins. And that's where you need the most support. And what a what a great way to see uh, fundraising for an adoption as a way to build your support team for the long haul. And I know a big part of that support that, that LifeSong would agree with and that Lifeline certainly uh, would would think is or believes is that the church needs to be a big, huge part of that support. And I know a big piece of, of LifeSong is, is getting churches engaged early in the adoption journey for families so that ultimately they can support those families when they're home. And so I know you work a lot with uh, recruiting churches onto the team to get them engaged with LifeSong. Talk a little bit more about how a church can get engaged with LifeSong and really what that looks like. Sure. Thanks, Herbie. And you're right. The church is the, church is the solution to the orphan crisis, right? Um, it, it just is. God's positioned the church in, in a unique way. Uh, and when she does her job, uh, the world changes. Um, and, and so we, we expect um, when we receive an application, uh, there is a, a reference that's required, um, just some kind of referral from uh, someone in church leadership that says, yes, we know this family and we are supportive of them. Um, and we will be as they go through the fundraising and through their adoption journey. So that's an initial requirement for LifeSong to see that each family has a church who is saying they'll support. That's only a starting point. Um, obviously, uh, every church is is growing in their in their understanding of God's call to care um, for the orphan um, and to care for families who are engaged, whether it's in foster care, adoption, orphan care work. Um, but we want to seek to encourage those families, or those churches, excuse me, from, yes, we, we, we're supportive of this family to actively uh, engaging with the family and with families and as a church body um, so that orphan care adoption ministry becomes part of their DNA. Mm-hmm. One, one fairly easy way on ramp for the churches is through um, having their own adoption fund. Um, and we make it very easy at LifeSong for churches to come alongside families in there church and in their community and some in their state um, so that they can help provide um, support, encouragement, prayer support and funding uh, to help um, those adoptive families. Um, if if uh, we, we have about 450 um, church partners in, in 44 states. Um, admin, we administer their adoption fund at no cost to the church, to the fund itself or to the families so that we can help the church come alongside and do things that a lot of them have a heart to do, but don't really know how to do it. Um, so we'll take out the, the kind of IRS business, business, the tax business, the decision-making part. We'll, we'll do that hand-in-hand um, hand with the church um, so that uh, the scary parts we'll deal with um, and the church can come alongside and support the families as they, as they would like to and uh, sometimes don't even realize they can, um, but, but we seek to provide that um, support for churches. Uh, and so, you know, as part of that, yes, there's, there's that funding piece and that funding side, but also through the communications we're able to have with our church partners, we can connect them with many, many other churches in their um, state or in their area or churches that are like-minded or like them in size or denomination so that they can uh, encourage each other in how they're caring uh, and supporting. We, we help them. Um, provide scholarships so that they can send their families to the Empower Connect conference or can get resources to help their adoptive families. 
um, or look at refresh conferences and things like that so that there can be ongoing support, ongoing understanding. Um, at times, we're able to, to go meet with the churches and, and share in, in Sunday school classes or in their services or certainly encouraging them when it comes to considering having an orphan Sunday or how they um, retool Mother's Day or Father's Day or Sanctive Human Life Sunday to, to be able to focus in a bigger way um, on God's heart for, for children um, and the fatherless. Um, so, yeah, that, those church relationships are a huge blessing for Lifestone something we've seen grow and continuing to grow. Uh, and we just feel blessed to see the church doing what she's called to do. Well, we are abundantly grateful for the ministry that Lifesong does and uh, abundantly grateful for the ways that you aren't just helping families engage in funding, but also helping families uh, be whole and connect them back to uh, their church and the local church mm -hmm. and uh, just like you've said, we believe that the the key to the orphan care crisis is the local church, and it's the mandate that the Lord gave to the church to care for orphans and widows. And so mm -hmm. I would just encourage anyone listening to this podcast, uh, even if you have, have been stirred at how to, you know, how you can help uh, support an adoption of someone going through an adoption process by helping them with their Lifesong account, or, or maybe you're a family that was looking to, for funding, uh, but maybe you're just someone who would like to get engaged. Lifesong has other ways to get engaged as well through their foster care ministries and the Forgotten Initiative, as well as orphan care projects that, like I said at the offset, we have been grateful uh, to partner as with their projects in, in Guatemala and other projects they have as well going on in Africa and in Eastern Europe. And so if you'd like to learn more about Lifesong, you can go to lifesongfororphans.org. Uh, so that's lifesongfororphans.org. And then Rich also mentioned an awesome opportunity, the Both Hands uh, Partnership. And you can visit and learn more about Both Hands by going to bothhands.org. Again, that's bothhands.org. Both of those sites will give you great information on the things that we've talked about. So Rich, thanks for joining us today for the Defender Podcast. And thank you for everything that you guys are doing on behalf of the kingdom and the glory of Christ being made known to orphans. Well, thank you, Herb. It's great to, to have uh, had this opportunity in these few moments. Do I have time for one last quick comment? Absolutely. Um, it would just be that something that we always want to encourage our families uh, as they look at that kind of big journey and, and, and times, big barrier, as they see it, of, of the fundraising side of adoption. And that's just to remind them that, yes, there is a cost to adoption, um, but uh, the real cost of adoption is not financial. Um, so go through this fundraising part knowing that, hey, we've got to do this. Uh, we've got to check boxes, fill paperwork, pay bills. Um, but uh, the, the real cost of adoption was shown us on the cross. Um, and, and that same Christ who died for us will lead us through it um, and help us, change us, enable us to help bring that healing that he desires for each of the children that we bring home. Um, so yes, there's a financial cost to adoption, but the, the, the true cost of adoption is not financial. It's a spiritual journey. It's a spiritual battle. Press on um, and, and look to the Lord. Um, he's at work. Amen. And it's a great reminder to let us know that he is the defender of the fatherless. He is gracious to allow us on this journey, but ultimately he's the father of the fatherless and he's the one uh, that works in all things uh, for the good of the orphan, the widow, the stranger, and the outcast. Amen. Okay, Brotherhood. I
Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.